The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max Smackdown Review. Hi, I missed you guys. Did you miss me? Probably not. Thanks to Gary for filling in. Hey everybody, my name's Harry Broadhurst, and this is the Wrestling to the Max SmackDown Live review here on the W2M Network, available online at www.w2mnet.com. And joining me, as per usual, my co-host, Miss Liz Puglisi. Good evening, Liz. Hello, Harry. I'm telling you... These people don't know the half of the hell we have gone through to present this show to them tonight. Dedication. That or insanity. (laughs) One or the other. I'm pretty sure it was Albert Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's just tonight, I think. This is attempt number four. So let's hope this one works out. All right. So, as mentioned, W2Mnet.com. In addition, we are also occasionally found on 411mania.com backslash wrestling, as well as last word on prowrestling.com. Make sure you guys give those guys a peep as well and check out everything, all the kinds of content they got over there for you to check out too. All right, let's get to it, shall we, Liz? Let's go. All right. Here comes the money, and there won our power. No, I'm kidding. Here <laughs> Here comes the money and Shane McMahon back to ring, down to ringside making his return off of the uh, Hell in a Cell match that he had with Kevin Owens where Sami Zayn made the save for Kevin. And Shane immediately dresses the white elephant in the room, which would be the invasion by SmackDown of Raw last night. Now I want to get your thoughts on this here because I've seen a lot of devices of opinions. What did you think about the invasion that SmackDown ran over on Monday Night Raw? You know, I really enjoyed it. I think it came off different. I think it was one of the better Raw's post pay per view in a while. Um, Raw started out really good. There was some eh in the middle, and then I enjoyed it. I kind of thought when Shane first showed up, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if something else is going to happen." I know people are moaning and groaning about friends fighting friends and ignoring storylines and whatnot, but I enjoyed it. I I looked at it as your boss told you to do something. Go and do it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think everybody else is crazy. See, I think you have to. I think you have to let the the overthinking go when it comes to a situation like this. You can't overthink it. You can't talk about the fact that Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are standing side by side going to town on a couple members of the Raw roster. You can't talk about the fact that Chad Gable's basically pushing Rusev aside in order to knock uh, Jason Jordan on his ass. You just kind of yeah, have. No. Go yeah, ahead. I totally agree. I mean, no, sorry. I mean, I totally agree. All the SmackDown people were on social media. You know, they had them all putting up videos. New Day was singing. Under, you know, it, it was hysterical. I mean, they've all been on war. You know, so it, it's just silliness. I, you know, we used to spend the belief on how many different things. Is Jason Jordan really Kurt Angle's son? If you want me to believe that, then we could all believe this. 
frankly, odds are he probably hooked up with Miss Jacqueline back when he was first starting with the company. Hence, Jason. Never. <laughs> anyway. So. Ridiculous. Shane McMahon is, again, talking about Survivor Series, and he is interrupted by Sami Zayn, who is in complete and full douchebag mode, and frankly, I couldn't be happier. This is the most interested I've been in Sami Zayn in a long time. I love it. I love the snarky Sami. Sami volunteers his and Kevin Owens' services for Team SmackDown for the Raw vs. SmackDown men's match. And Shane proceeds to inform Sammy that he's not just going to get a spot on SmackDown because he doesn't want or need Sammy in the spot for Team SmackDown. He has to earn his spot on Team SmackDown by taking on Randy Orton in tonight's main event. Your thoughts on the match? I really enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I mean, you definitely didn't expect to see Sammy, you know, kick out so many times. Um, the first time I was surprised, the second time I was like, oh, okay, they're really going someplace with this. They're really giving Sammy you know, a shot. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. I liked Kevin interfering. Um, they backfiring. But I think going into it, I kind of hoped Sammy would win, but kind of felt that, you know, Orton would for the whole Survivor Series thing. I thought it was a good match. I, I enjoyed it. It had a lot of back and forth. You know, the RKO out of nowhere or whatever. Um, oh, no, that was, defi- that was definitely yeah. an RKO <laughs> out of somewhere. I think uh, right, Sammy lost, but I think he still came off looking pretty good against against Orton. We've been making that joke for weeks here on this podcast that eventually Orton has to hit an RKO out of somewhere, and apparently <laughs> tonight's edition is what one of those would look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, I really dug the finish even before the RKO as well because Orton gets revenge for Sammy hitting him in the nuts last week by hitting an uppercut of his own below the belt before delivering said RKO. Right. It was a good finish. I enjoyed it. So you mentioned Kevin Owens coming down to ringside to try to assist Sammy in his cause here. We see Kevin Owens' return to the WWE a little bit earlier in the program where he talks about where he talks to Sammy about his match tonight and then announces that he is a SmackDown a team SmackDown qualifying match next week as well himself against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, my question, my question to you is: Now that they've put losses on Nakamura with Mahal, are you more likely to believe that Owens can win this match next Thursday, next Tuesday? I'm so used to SmackDown being on Thursdays. No, I totally think he's going to lose. I definitely think I definitely think Owens is going to lose. I think they're probably setting Sammy and Owens up for something else to do with Survivor Series. I don't see either one of them being on the on the SmackDown I've, team. I frankly wouldn't be surprised to see Sammy and Kevin take the tag team titles off the Usos before SmackDown, and then end up doing no. end up doing uh, Sammy and Kevin Stenerico as, as they were formerly known against Ambrose and Rollins. How fabulous would that be? I think it would be a better as much as I like the Usos. I think it would be a better match than the Usos and Ambrose. Though. Well, the Usos and the Shield do kind of have a history. And speaking of the Usos, they're actually I know. Speaking of the Usos, they're actually up next on our format. Is they're sitting in doing commentary for the Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin versus New Day match. Um, Gable and Benjamin pick up the win here, and it almost seems like they're teasing, if not actually outright going, with a heel turn for Gable and Benjamin. 
The match itself was nothing special, in my opinion. I didn't think it was that great. Right. I expected, given the uh, pairing of the men in the ring here, I expected more. But at the same time, I feel like since this is probably the first time they've ever really interacted with each other in a singles matches, I feel that more time together against each other would do both of these teams well down the road as far as putting together, putting together better matches. What were your thoughts on this tag match? Pretty much the same. I mean, it was decent. You know, it did what it needed to do. Was this the first time that Gable and Benjamin had matching gear? Did I miss something previously? <laughs> Which I might have. But um, I think that was what caught my attention the most. And yeah, it was it was an okay match. It was just there. The Usos, you know, they cheated to, to get the win. The Usos took some exception to that, and it was what it was. It, it, it advanced the storyline. That was it. Um, I think what happened is, is oh, by the way, they debuted the matching gear at uh, Hell in a Cell on the pre-show. No, I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah, the uh, in the pre-show match that they had against the Hype Bros, they debuted the matching gear. No. But um, I thought that this match is a sign of things to come for where they might want to go with the SmackDown Tag Division once, if the belts eventually do find their way onto Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. I still feel like a Shelton Benjamin heel run is pending due to the fact that he was so hesitant to team with Gable in the first place. But I do like that Gable's developing more of an edge and more of an attitude now that he has to adjust to having another teammate. I am curious as to whether or not we'll see anything with Gable and Jordan at the pay-per-view too, because I think that could be an interesting, maybe a pre-show match or something for uh, for the kickoff show. That would be interesting, especially based on him going after him. Gable is much more interesting of a character now than he was with Jordan. I found the, the American Alphas, whatever their names were, Slate, um, to be kind of dull. I enjoyed their in-ring in work, but I never really got into them, to be honest. I think he's I think he's actually really be given a chance to show some personality, which I like. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like I feel like Gable's always been the personality of the team, and Jordan's just now starting to get more television time in order to kind of showcase yeah. who he is. But I feel like given the amount of television time that Jordan had had to Gable, Gable would be doing much more with it because I feel like he's – I feel, in my opinion, he's obviously the more all-around sports entertainer of the two. Agreed. All right. So backstage we see the SmackDown women bragging about beating up the Raw women, well, the ones that were there. Noticeably missing from this conversation is James Ellsworth. We'll talk about that in a second. Daniel Bryan arrives and decides that we're going to make a five-woman match because, of course we are. It's SmackDown. That's what we do. And the winner of that match is the captain of Team SmackDown. You know how I feel about these multi-person matches, just to have a multi-person. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I have to admit, I didn't really even really... I didn't even really pay that much attention to it. You know, it, it was what it was. It, it was decent, you know, for what it was. Um, I didn't ex- being that Alicia is team captain on on Raw. I didn't expect Charlotte on the t- on the t- on the tell you wasn't in it. Charlotte or Carmella actually to win it since Carmella is still Miss Money in the Bank and Charlotte's you know pretty top tier. I expect actually, you know, I was thinking, oh my gosh, maybe they'll actually make it to Mina, but. Kind of makes sense that it's Becky. Well, I mean, any of them would have been a better pick for captain than Alicia Fox. Alicia's Alicia. I, I like Alicia. I, I still think I'm right. Not that I have any inside information. I think she's probably on her last uh, 
I think he's probably getting ready to retire. Yeah, we kind of talked about this yesterday while we were watching Raw, too. But, uh, mm-hmm. all right. So, uh, the five-way match, nothing special. I dig Natalia taking a dig at all the ladies in the ring by making sure she gets her own special introduction before the contest. I thought that was mm-hmm. hilarious and totally within Natty's character to do that. Yeah, I love that. The match itself was nothing special, although yeah. once again, once again, you have Carmella eating a decision, tapping out to the disarmor in order to give Becky the captainship for Team SmackDown. Yeah, we talked about this, I guess, the last time we were on together. It makes no sense. I mean, for me, if she's ever going to cash in, which I really hope they do soon because it's being dragged out forever. But so she, she so much she's going to cash in, but she's taken so many losses. She doesn't look like a credible champion. I agree. All right. We will see. Uh, do you want to do? Do you want to go into the next match, or do you want to do the backstage bit with the uh, with Brizongo and friends here? I don't even know what the hell that was about. I don't know uh, who they were referencing at all. <laughs> so, like, the reference was I, to a movie. The reference was to a movie called Reservoir Dogs. I've okay, never seen it. I've never seen it. So yeah, I, I keep talking over you. I I figured it based on the dogs because I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it. I enjoyed it. It was funny. I, the Ascension actually had me laughing, like with the you know the with the bees. There's two bees. I I thought that was I thought it was funny. I didn't get the stuff that had to do with Reservoir Dogs because I never saw it. <laughs> it I very. I mean, they always are. I very much enjoyed the fact that the Ascension called Bruzango out on their crap. That they were trying to declare yet another case closed when Connor and Victor decided to tell them, no, you guys ain't solved shit yet. I loved it. <laughs> that was just hysterical to me. All right, anywho. Up next is... Be- well, Shane and Daniel Bryan meet backstage and tease a little bit of tension over Shane's decision to lead SmackDown over to Monday Night Raw. Do you like the fact that Bryan is hesitant to pull the trigger here? I kind of suspected that that's the route they would take it. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, you'd always expect the man who in charge to have an issue with ever who he's working with. But um, so I think Shane and Daniel have a nice dynamic together to play it off. Um, yeah, I think I think it could be interesting. I think it'll be good. Maybe it'll lead to Daniel getting back in the ring. And- be nice to. Uh, so many That's people have been, yeah. So many people have been calling for it, but it doesn't seem like it's any closer to happening. I know. I know. Then Either. again, if you, then again, if you'd have told me Kurt Angle could pass an impact test in 2017, I'd have called you a damn liar. So what do I know? I know less than that. So. <laughs> All right. That takes us to our next contest, where Sin Cara defeats Baron Corbin by disqualification in about two and a half minutes. Uh, yeah, pretty much just there to continue the storyline that they started last week when Sin Cara beat Baron Corbin by countout. This is eventually going to lead to a probably no countout, no DQ match, or one of those matches where if there is a countout or a DQ, the title changes hands, and then that's when Corbin will put Sin Cara away. There's literally 0% chance of Sin Cara winning the U.S. title, right? Oh, yeah, totally agree. No shot. I agree. Okay. We once again, 
we once again go back and watch what happened on Monday Night Raw, which in case if you count when it happened on Raw, when it happened at the start of SmackDown, and when it happened here, we've now seen three times. Thank you, ADD booking staff. We appreciate it. <clears throat> All right. So I've never been the biggest fan of Samir and Sunel Singh. Their, um, imitation, their imitation of Paul Heyman here tonight was hilarious. Yeah, no, I definitely enjoy them. Um, I like the little, the little lackeys. I've never seen them in NXT or you know anything like that. But I, I enjoy their shtick. I, I get a kick out of it. And tonight they were, tonight they were really good. And that match was like, we the match was what we knew what was going to happen. But, but they imitating Heyman was gold. They introduce Mahal. Mahal comes down to the ring and cuts the typical Jinder Mahal promo. Same old thing. Sorry. I, I fell asleep there for a second. And then AJ Styles' music hits to interrupt Mahal, finally bringing the segment to a merciful end, by which I mean they probably should have just old yellowed the thing from the beginning. Anywho, it leads to a match, AJ Styles versus Sunil Singh, where Sunil Singh taps out in about 36 seconds to the calf crusher. Exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected anything more. Well, frankly, if you'd, have, if you'd have had Sunil get any kind of extended offense on AJ Styles, most people would have bought that as straight-up ridiculous anyway. Oh, I, I totally would have thought it was weird if they did anything like that. All right. The aforementioned... Ca- like, oh, AJ's in trouble. The aforementioned Kevin and Sami Zayn segment is here. We move on. Here's the women's five-way. We move on. Bludgeon Brothers get another promo. I like Harper and Rowan. I like Harper and Rowan. I'm not sure how I feel about this particular gimmick. I've been wishy-washy on it since it first showed up. I, I think I've said that before. I've made it obvious. It's very well back to kind of like the bushwhackers, you know, warming. It, it, to me, it's going to turn into more comical release than anything. I give it like three months before they disappear again. Well, I saw that they were testing out Harper with some kind of different gimmick over at the house shows, but apparently they've decided to put him back into this almost Wyatt family light gimmick here with Rowan. I love Harper and Rowan as a tag team. I've been saying for years that I thought they were tremendously underrated in their run with the original Wyatt family when they first came up back in 2013. That being said, I feel like for Harper, this might be a step backwards because the guy had a ton of momentum at the start of the year, and now he's back basically where he started. Yeah, I agree. I really, when I first popped up, I thought it was a big step backwards. Because it is, like you said, it's almost basically the same thing as the Wyatt family. There's no, there's no growth to it. All right. Renee backstage is about to interview Dolph Ziggler when Ziggler cuts the interview off and talks himself. He mentions the fact that he told us so about beating Robert Roode last week. Don't get me started on that. I have my own things to say about the fact that they put Ziggler over Root last week anyway, but neither here nor there. Root proceeds to interrupt because, of course, he does. We can't have a single interview without an interruption, apparently. And we decide to. And then the two wrestlers decide to make a best two out of three falls match because, of course, they're the ones booking the matches now. 
the inmates are officially running the SmackDown Asylum. That would probably explain a lot. I guess. I don't know. There some places there's just no rhyme or reason to anything they do. It was an okay segment. I mean, I guess we all expected Rude to interrupt, but like you said, everybody interrupts these days. It's more the same. I, it's, it's dull. I just I actually found Rude more entertaining, um, less dull speech-wise, speaking-wise on the mic this week than previous weeks. But it still does absolutely nothing for me. They, they seem to cancel each other out more than anything. And I like both guys, and both guys, as we said, are super, super talented. But it's just like, okay, we have these two guys that we really need to do something with, and alright, they're gonna face each other. I'm over Dolph's. Uh, Real quick, your thoughts and predictions for the two SmackDown team qualifying matches next week. You're saying Nakamura over Owens. Who's your pick for Rude Rude and Ziggler? Rude. I wouldn't be surprised to see them throw a curveball and have Ziggler win this match because I think that you're going to need something to interrupt the team dichotomy. And I guess. Not to mention Ziggler. Ziggler always seems to get a push around Survivor Series. Look at the year, I think it was 2015, when he took down the Authority. Or 2014, when he took down the Authority, which led, which was Sting's debut in the WWE. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't be honest with you. I don't remember that. I barely remember yesterday at this point. But, I mean, we'll say. I mean, either way... Dolph or Ziggler, I'm fine with either one. It'd be interesting to see what they do with the remaining one for Survivor Series, if anything. And that's going to officially wrap it up for us here for the SmackDown Live review. We covered all the matches. We covered everything. One thing that I did want to ask you about real quick before we get out of here. Your thoughts on Raw not showing up tonight? Initially, very disappointed. I mean, I think for the most part, the majority of fans expected it, but they, they kept saying that, oh, there's security around, there's this, that, and the other thing. And then if you pour it, so there was an initial disappointment because most people tuned in like, oh my God, I gotta see what Roar is doing. Kind of suspected it earlier in the day because I do follow a lot of them on social media and it was, they kind of made it very clear that most of the top guys that you, were home, you know, like Seamus was in Tampa, you know, they just made a lot of things clear deliberately or not, who knows. Um, so initially disappointed, but when you think about it, you know, it makes sense to build it up a little bit, you know, regroup, make a plan, see what happens. Well, they Eventually, I guess, they'll, they'll have their... Oh, yeah, I fully expect... To see if SmackDown shows up again, though. I fully expect... I fully expect... I fully mm-hmm. expect... Expect Raw to show up down the road, but I think doing it tonight would have been too telegraphed. I think keeping us on the edge of our toes as to when Raw will show up to attack SmackDown is a much better decision than immediately going for the revenge angle tonight. Agreed. I'm 100% okay with this, and Warren had something similar to say over in the in the Raw thread over on Yes Wrestling as well, so I want mm-hmm. to uh, mention... 
Um, by the way, speaking of Yes Wrestling, you can find both Wrestling to the Max and Yes Wrestling on Facebook. I encourage you to join both groups. Uh, search for Wrestling to the Max in the search bar for the, for that particular group. And then you can also search for Yes Wrestling to join as well. We'd love to have you guys for more discussion over there online. In addition, you can hear much more from us here on the W2M Network by visiting www.w2mnet.com. Uh, articles, podcasts, reviews, uh Walkthroughs, pretty much anything you can think of in the game, in the worlds of video games, wrestling, football, soccer, and so much more. That's available for you over at w2mnet.com. So, for our producer, Sean Garmer, and my co host, Miss Liz Puglisi, I'm Harry Broaders, thanking you for listening to the Wrestling to the Max SmackDown Live review for October 25th, 2017. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday with more for SmackDown Live. Have a good week, everyone. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.